Welcome to Self-Made Milk, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gordon, mom of three girls, multi-passionate entrepreneur, storyteller, creator, and coach to the high achievers of the world. This is the podcast for the woman who wants it all. The bank account, the body, the impact, the family, the freedom. This is where we redefine what it really means to be a MILF and be a woman who gets it all. Together with me and our amazing guests, we are pulling back the curtains and revealing what it really takes to create your dream life from how to build the confidence and resilience to go after what you want unapologetically to navigating the realities of motherhood, mental health, and life as a high achieving woman. Welcome to the Self-Made Milk Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Made MILF podcast. Oh my gosh, today we have a hugely important topic about happiness, specifically the secret to happiness as a high achiever. This is so important to your quality of life. This is about so much more than achieving goals and getting to the next milestone and hitting the next level, all the stuff that we love to talk about as high achievers, as high performers. We love to hold the vision. We love to to imagine and, and, and dream and then work towards those goals. Like we love all of that. But here's the problem. There's two. There's two main problems that I myself as a high achiever, a lifelong self-acclaimed high achiever since the 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 earliest I can remember. And for you, my fellow high achiever, my fellow high performer, there are two problems that I have come to realize that myself and the majority of other high achievers in this world experience at some point in their journey. And if you're listening to this, maybe you're experiencing one of these two problems or both of these problems right now, okay? Number one, you get focused on where you're not instead of where you are. And here's why this is a problem. When we are so focused on where we're not, right? We, I, we, haven't, we haven't reached this, this, this next milestone. We haven't hit this next goal. We, we're not here, right? It's so easy to do that. It is so easy to get caught up in the exciting goal, the exciting vision, the place that you are going, the place that you are well on your way to being. It's so easy to, instead of, instead of being excited about where you're going, you get caught in where you're not, which is there, right? Your next level. You're not there. You're right here in this moment, listening to this today with me. You're here right now. And that is a beautiful thing. However, the downfall of being a high achiever is that we can't always see that. We tell ourselves the story. We're more more prone to telling yourself the story of, I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there. Oh, I'm not there. Oh, I'm so frustrated. Oh my gosh, when am I going to be there? Most people really don't think this way. From what I have found, from my clients, from my my peers, my friends, from the people I've surrounded myself with, and from getting to know myself, I find that most of society doesn't really look at life like this, but high achievers do. We get focused on where we're not, and when we do that, life passes you by. 
Life will pass you by if you continually keep focusing on where you're not at. And that, my friend, is the saddest part in all of this. Waking up one day and going, shit, my life happened. And I was so obsessed and focused on getting to my next level and getting to my next goal and bringing my next vision into my reality that I never stopped and actually soaked in all the goodness that I have right now in this moment. That's the first problem. The second problem is you tell yourself that you're going to be happy when X happens. I'm going to be happy oh, as soon as I so as soon as this business is at this point, I'm, I'm going to be happy as soon as this thing comes. I'm, I'm going to be happy as soon as this thing is done. I'm going to be happy as soon as this is here. I'm going to be happy when I get this thing. That narrative will keep you unhappy as a high achiever. Those are the two biggest problems that hold high achievers back from being happy. And here's the thing, I say this to you, and I also say this because I'm, I've been there. <laughs> I, I've not just been there, but I fall back into these, 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 these toxic ways of thinking. I fall back and I have to pull myself back to the truth in order to keep my happiness, in order to keep choosing happiness. I pull myself back. I used to struggle with these two things, these two problems, really, really bad. Like real bad until my boyfriend, Daniel, bless his heart, he started calling me out on it. He really started noticing that I was so excited and focused and, and looking forward to hitting my next milestone and always striving towards my next level that he noticed I I wasn't soaking in the now and I, I wasn't happy about the now. And he called me out. Now, if you don't have somebody like that in your life that calls you out for the sake of you and your happiness and your quality of life, let me be that today. He sat me down and I'll never forget the first time he sat me down and he said, he said, Lauren, you are obsessed. You're obsessed with getting to the next thing. And, And I said to him, at first I was very defensive and I said to him, well, yeah, I have goals. Yes, I, I want. I want to. I, I want to do everything I set out to do in life. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I came at it from a very defensive point. Until he said, "Yes, there's nothing wrong with that, but there is something wrong with not being happy now." And that was when I sat back and I was like, "Shit, <laughs> he's right. He was right, and it is right. You're." quality of life is going to be determined by your ability to be happy with exactly where you are at no matter what. And that's not to say that you need to pretend like everything's okay because that's not what we do. That's not what we need to do. You do not need to put on a face and pretend like you love your life if you don't. And you don't need to pretend to be happy if you're not. But you do need to do the work, the internal and maybe external work, to get to a new state of happiness. And that is in your control. You can do that. You are capable of that. And I want to walk you through how. So 
Once Daniel called me out on that and I really let it sink in and I really started noticing within myself, within my my day-to-day moments that I was being unhappy solely because I wasn't where I wanted to be next. I had achieved incredible things. I had done things that I once dreamed of that I once thought thought were so far out. I, I had done incredible things and yet it wasn't enough. For me, not for anybody else, but as a high achiever, we are against us. It's you against you. That's the difference. A lot of people are out there in this world trying to prove things to other people. You and me, the high achievers, the high performers, it's a game of us against us. And while that sounds nice, it sounds nice to not care what anybody else thinks and not try to prove yourself for somebody else, it's actually a lot harder. (laughs) It's actually... It can be more toxic to play this game of life that we play, which is us against us. It can be toxic, but it can also be beautiful and fulfilling and fun. And that's what we're going to do here in this episode. I want to show you how to shift your perspective, not just your perspective, but the way you be, the way you live in your day-to-day life as you go for your next level, as you embrace that ambitious side and, and, and allow yourself to be fully who you are, which is driven, which is a visionary, allowing yourself to be those things and continually working towards your next level, all while being happy with where you are right now. That's what we're going to do here. That's the point of this conversation today. How do we be happy as a high achiever? We enjoy the journey. And here's how we do this. I have four steps for you on how to enjoy the journey as a high achiever. So when I sat down and I I asked myself, okay, what what am I going to do to change this? I want to be happy. That's the thing. I wanted to be happy. When I noticed this pattern of not being happy just because I wasn't to my next level and I hadn't hit my next goal yet, I immediately was like, I don't want to live like that. I want to be happy no matter what is going on. I want to be genuinely, I want to feel genuine happiness. So I set out to do that and I sat down and I asked myself, what needs to change? What needs to change within me? What needs to change within the way I view me, the way I view the world, the way I view my goals? What needs to change? And this is what I did. These are four steps. You can implement these right now, today. And I want you to, for the sake of of your quality of life. This is more than happiness. This is the quality of your life and we only get one shot at that. Okay? So step one, step one to creating real happiness as a high achiever. I want you to decide that your vision, the next vision that you hold for yourself, for your life is inevitable. I touched on this briefly in the very first episode of this podcast. If you go back, if you missed the very first opening episode of this podcast, I touched on this very, very briefly. I'm going to expand on it here in a different light. So you need to decide that your vision is inevitable, not because of magic. Okay, so bear with me. Not because of magic, not just because, oh, yes, it's just going to happen just because, but because you're willing to work for it. So since you know that you are a high achiever, you know that you're not scared of the work. You've never been scared of putting in the work, 
right? While, while other people, you know, say they want something and they never back it up with the work, that's not you. You don't, you don't mind getting your hands dirty, doing what needs to be done and putting in the real work. So because you know that about yourself and you know that you're willing to work for whatever you say you want, then it's time to decide that the thing you want next in your life is inevitable. So how do we do this? How do you decide that something is inevitable and why? Number one, why do we need to decide that the next thing you want in your life is inevitable? Well, because if it's inevitable, if the next thing that you want right now, I want you to think of it. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's a money goal. It's a financial goal. It's a relationship goal. It's a health goal. Okay. Think of something that you want next. If that was inevitable, how would you feel right now in this moment? Right now. If that thing that you are so excited to achieve or create within your life was inevitably going to happen, how would that make you feel? I bet immediately you just felt a sense of relief, a sense of peace, a wave of, okay, okay. Relaxation. Telling yourself this narrative that the thing you want next is inevitable creates an immediate sense of relaxation. And when relaxation is created, that enables us to put ourselves into a state of happiness, right? If we can relax ourselves around our goals, that's going to enable you to feel more happiness as you strive towards them. So here's how we do this on a really tangible, actionable level. You need to stop saying if. This is a shift in vocab, okay? Here's what we need to do. The way you speak to yourself, and you know this, you know this, you're you're smart, you're smart. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a smart, capable, highly capable, highly, highly intelligent person. But the way you speak to yourself, it is always going to determine everything in your external reality, including your life, your financial state, your relationships, and most importantly, your happiness. So the one word, the one word that I I do not use in my vocab, if I am speaking on my goals, if I am speaking about something that I want next in my life, I do not use this word. And it's the word if. Let me give you an example. If I make uh, 10 million next year, all right, if I grow the business to 10 million, then I'm going to do this thing. Then I'm going to celebrate in this way. So a normal person might, might listen to that sentence and go, what's wrong with that? You're talking about the thing you want. You're putting it out into existence. You're, you're putting it out to the universe. Yes, you are, but you are putting it out with a question mark. You're questioning whether or not it's going to happen. And when we do that, that doesn't, that doesn't enable us to be happier. If anything, it pushes us toward the opposite direction. If we're questioning whether our goal is possible, it's, good, it's a lot harder to be happy on your way there. So let's decide that it's inevitable by retiring the word if, okay? It's, it's time to retire it from your vocab when you're talking about your goals. Let me be specific here. I'm not saying don't ever use this word. I'm saying when you are speaking about your goals and the things you want next for your life, do not use this word, okay? We're done with the word if. We're going to replace it with a different word. 
we're going to replace it with when. So let me give you an example. When the business hits 10 million next year, I'm going to celebrate in this way. Again, a normal person might hear that sentence and go, that sounds great. That like, yep. But it's more than just talking about your goal. You are speaking on it as if it is happening. It's not a question. It's not a question of, is it, I don't know, is it gonna, I'm not sure, blah, 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 blah. It's not unsure energy. You are speaking to your vision, to your goal, to the thing you want next from a place of certainty, from a place of confidence, from a place of, I know this is going to happen. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. It's a question of how, which is a fun area to dive into, right? Oh, how do I want it to happen? How do I want to create it? How do I want to get there? That's a whole entirely different energy than saying, if I can do this thing, then I will do this. It's time to remove that word when we're speaking on your goals, okay? Start saying when. This changes everything. I challenge you. I challenge you. I want you to grab a friend, your husband, boyfriend, mother, father, sister, brother, cousin, bestie, whoever, (laughs) your coach, your mentor, whoever, whoever, somebody in your life that you feel safe talking to and you, you feel like what you say will be received well, I want you to say your goal out loud to them, but I want you to use the word when. And I want you to think of the thing that maybe it does feel totally insane. Maybe it doesn't feel totally doable right now. That's okay. The goal isn't to have it immediately feel doable. It's to start just speaking on it as if it is happening. And notice that I'm not tying a time frame to it, which is a big part to this. We'll get to that in a second. But my challenge, my first challenge to you is to do this. I want you to say it out loud. When I finish that marathon, I'm going to buy myself that pair of shoes that I've been dying to give myself, right? When I create this this thing inside my business and it launches and it's out into the world, I'm going to go and celebrate in this way that I can't wait for, right? When, 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 when I achieve the goal, this thing is gonna happen. When this thing is in my life, here's how it's gonna feel. When I do this, this is going to be the result. Like start using the word when. And here's the other part to this. It is fun to talk about our goals in this way. It removes the the anxiety and fear around the goal. When you start talking about it as if it is happening, there's no questions asked. It is happening. You're going to be in that magazine. You're going to be in that publication. You're going to give back to that to that charity that you've always wished you could. You're going to give back multi-millions to that foundation. You're going to start that foundation. You're going to fill in the blank, okay? Start using the word when. And catch yourself when, you're say, when you say if. And you can even take it a step further. You can let your partner know, let your, your, your whoever, your friends, let, let people know that you are on a mission to remove the word if from your vocab when you're talking about your goals. Let them know so that they can do for you what what Daniel did for me. They can call you out and say, hang on, hang on, why are you questioning it? 
right? The next time you you slip up and you say, oh, if if I can actually do this, then blah, 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 blah. They're going to go, hang on, hang on. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We're not using the word if. When, when you do this, when this thing is created, when this thing happens, when, 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 your energy will immediately shift around your goals, around your next level. You'll be excited. You'll feel excited. It's a completely different shift in your energy. Which brings me to that ne- to my next point. When we're able to shift the way we feel, right? Just on a, on a general level. When we're able to shift the way we feel, which is what this first step does. When you start using the word when, when you're talking about your goals, you will feel more relaxed. You will feel like, oh, I can take a breath then, right? If the thing I want is inevitable and I'm speaking on it as if it is, I'm saying when it happens, when it comes and I've decided it's inevitable, you're going to feel relaxed. And when you feel relaxed, guess what else you're going to be able to do in a relaxed state that will immediately help you become happier? You're going to be able to work. You're going to be able to work in a relaxed state. And this is step two to the secret to happiness as a high achiever. Work in a relaxed state, okay? Stress is not required. This is what you need to know. Stress is not required, period, end of story. Frantic energy is not required. I know we see people who are doing the big things and we, we listen to some people who talk about how stressful it is, right? How, how, how stressed uh, they, they were on their way to achieving their goal. I want you to detach yourself from other people's experiences and choose how the experience is going to be for you as you are on your way to your next level. Are you going to accept stress? Are you going to allow yourself to feel stressed? Are you going to work from this frantic, frazzled energy? Because I guarantee you, if you do, you will not be happy on your way to your next level. You will not be able to enjoy the journey. You might even reach burnout. You might be well on your way to burnout. You might resent the work. You might start to start to fear the work, which might sound crazy because as us high achievers always do, we, we work, right? But if you constantly work from this state of crazy and frazzled and ah, stressful and ah, it's going to be a lot harder to find that happiness that you want because you're going to be working towards the things, but you're going to be working towards the things in a way that doesn't feel good to your soul, to your to your physical body, to your mental, your mental health, your mental well-being. It's not going to feel good. And this is one of the hardest things that I, I had to accept. I, I really had to, I really had to accept the truth here, which is that stress is a choice. Stress is a choice because stress is a feeling. Okay? And whether that triggered something in you or not, I say that with so much love and I say that from so much love because this is what changed everything for me. The moment and the day that I realized, hang on, me feeling stressed here and being stressed and working from this stressed out energy 
this is a choice and I don't want this anymore. I am unavailable for stress. I am unavailable to feel stressed as I'm working towards the things that I want in my life next. That's what it felt like for me when I realized this and then I decided something new. I chose a new narrative. So say it with me. I'm unavailable to feel stressed on the way to my next level, on the way to my next goal. I am not going to be stressed. I'm done being stressed. I'm done thinking that stress is required. I'm done. I am done letting stress run the way that I run my life. I am done thinking that stress is an ingredient to success. I am done believing that I have to sit down and get into work as quickly as possible and be frantic and blah, 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 blah. Let's be done with that. Let's be done with that. And if you've been working like that up until this point, I get it. I did it for a long time. And here's the thing. You will hit your goals from that state. You can get everything you want from that state. But at what price? Your mental health? Your physical health? We all know that psychological, physiological, mental state of our body goes into the physical. It affects the physical. It, it is all connected. So our job isn't just to, to go for the walk and, and lift the weights and move our body. It's to take care of our mental health, of what's going on up here in our mind, in our head, in our energy, the way we are being, because that is going to, over time, affect our physical health. So when we work, when you sit down and you you sit down for the day, the next time you, you sit down at your desk, your home office, or the cafe, or wherever you're working, you're, you're getting ready for that meeting, I want you to take an intentional moment to decide that I'm not choosing stress today. You might have a huge plate, I have a huge to-do list today. I have no idea if I'm going to get through it. I'm going to try. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to be stressed. I'm not going to be stressed about it. And if I feel that feeling creeping in, I'm going to acknowledge it with kindness, with love, and say, I love you, Lauren. But stress is not required. So I'm going to choose something that feels better. I'm going to choose excitement. I'm going to choose eagerness. There are so many emotions and and feelings. There are so many feelings that mimic each other. This is a whole different conversation. Uh, Maybe I should do a, a different episode on this, but stress, the feelings of stress are so eerily similar to the feelings of eagerness. It is wild. And if you've never looked into this, if you've never researched this, it's incredible. Our body's response to stress, that the feeling of stress and the feeling of eagerness, it is so similar. So the good news is, since we know that, we can acknowledge those moments we do feel stress and go, okay, do I want to work right now today with this feeling? Do I want to feel stressed as I work through my to-do list and I get my shit done? Or do I want to choose a different feeling that feels a lot better in my body and allows me to be happy and enjoy the journey that I'm on? I'm guessing that you're going to choose the latter. (laughs) And you can, okay? So that's number two. That's step two to enjoying the journey so that you can be happy as a high achiever. It's to work in a relaxed state. Okay. Step three, let yourself have fun (laughs) on the way there, on the way to your next goal. Let yourself have fun. 
I say this to you as somebody who used to be allergic to fun. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I am not kidding you. I laugh, but I'm not kidding you. I was like anti-fun for a good hot minute there. And that wasn't because it felt good not to have fun. That was because I... I mean, it's a combination of things. We have our environment. We have people around us. We have stories that we've been told as little kids. We have we, we, we have all kinds of things in our life on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year basis. And some of those things, some of those experiences can result in narratives that are so deeply ingrained into us that we start to repeat them as adults. And one thing that I had to realize I was doing was I was I was repeating. I was oftentimes repeating what I saw my dad do, which was he 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 worked. He worked. He worked well. He worked hard. But I didn't see him have fun in his work. I didn't see him and his relationship with his work have anything to do with fun. If anything, it was the opposite. It was stress. It was serious. It was get down to business. That's his relate. That was his relationship. That was the relationship with work that I saw growing up. So while yes, I saw the hard worker, the the you know the high earner, the uh, you know the the provider. I saw all of that, but I didn't see it in a way that included fun at all. So what happened when I sat down? When I when I started my first business? What happened when I, when I decided I wanted to scale that business? What happened was I started doing it without fun. Fun was not part of the equation. It was not even a question. It was, okay, I'm, I'm a serious, I'm a serious businesswoman now. No fun allowed. Let's get to work. And I'll tell you what, when you do that, when you don't live a life full of fun, And I'm talking business, I'm talking life, I'm talking relationships, I'm talking everything in your life. When you don't allow fun in, when you go on your day-to-day and you're that uptight, real, real, you know, you know, that that uptight energy. And that's what I, I can honestly describe my past self as that. Uptight and and totally unable to let loose and totally unable to, to, you know, laugh things off. And I'll tell you this. There wasn't a whole lot of happiness that came from that way of being. There wasn't a whole lot of enjoying the journey. And I don't want that for you. So it's time to let yourself have fun. How do you do this? Well, notice, notice the next time you're working, the next time you're maybe feeling stressed or things feel real, real serious, real, you know, real, 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 real tight, real restrictive. The next time you you feel those things, right? Maybe you're you're in a meeting, you're you're just working on a project behind the scenes. I want you to pause. And I want you to smile. And this might sound so silly or even stupid, but bear with me. I want you to smile. And I want you to just think of something. I want you to think of back to a time that was that was fun. Anything. It could literally be anything. It could be a, a stupid joke that your sister told you yesterday. It could be a meme somebody sent you. It could be anything to let your body come into a state of fun and play for a moment, even if it's just for a moment, okay? It will have 
an effect on your day-to-day happiness. And you will enjoy the journey. You will enjoy the journey so much more than if you if you canceled fun, <laughs> if you didn't allow yourself to have fun. And I say this to you as somebody who every day, I, I, I work on this every day. This isn't something that comes easy for me. Let me be clear. This is not something that comes natural to me at all. Believe it or not, you know, a, a lot of a lot of people, um, you know, love my silly content they see, you know, on my my TikToks and like like I have a very fun, very silly, very very playful side to me, but it takes work for me to bring that out. Whereas some people can tap into that so much easier. I have a sister, I love her so much. One of my sisters, she is I feel an example of this. I look at her and I see she can very easily tap into that, that inner child, that play, that playfulness, that energy. And I love that about her because that helps me tap into mine and bring mine out. So if you have somebody like that in your life, get around them more, allow them in your space a little bit more and watch how much easier it becomes for you to let yourself have fun. And if something's not feeling fun, this isn't to say there's anything wrong. There's going to be times, of course, as high achievers, we have the big goals, we have the big vision. We always, we're always striving for the next. There's going to be times that just don't feel like fun and you don't have to change anything. This isn't to say that every single time you sit down and you're doing something, you're working and something's not fun that, oh God, there's something wrong with you. No, that's not to say that. It's to say overall, you should have at least a moment of fun in your day, in your days. So start small, start small, allow yourself to have 10 minutes of fun, or maybe that's even too big, right? Five minutes of fun. The next day, double it, then triple it, right? Fit in your fun moments in different increments if that's what it takes. Do one fun thing in the morning, one fun thing in the after or in the evening, right? You can do this however it suits your life, okay? And I get it. I tell you this as a mom of three, three very young kids, three currently four and under, so it's, it's easy for me to fall into that space of get, you know, get business done, sit down, do it, boom, to-do list, boom, 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 boom. And before I know it, the day's over, I haven't played. That inner child hasn't been accessed. And on those days, I feel it in my happiness. I feel I'm not as happy of a person as I am on the days where I allow fun into my life. Okay, so that's step three to enjoying the journey so you can be happy as a high achiever. Step four, practice living for the now and for the future. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have seen this advice and I'm sure you have as well. We see advice from very successful people who tell us that you basically need to sacrifice everything in your now to create the future that you want. So an example, here's one that we see all over the place, is cut out that cup of coffee, right? Make your coffee at home. Stop going to Starbucks. Stop spending the six, seven, eight dollars at Starbucks. Make your own coffee at home. Here's my take on that. My take on that is that cutting out a five, six, seven dollar expense, if you will, uh, every day is not going to make you rich. 
making more money and increasing your cash flow, amongst other things, will make you rich. Your happiness, right? Let's 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 get into what this episode is about. Your happiness. Let's say that five, six, seven, eight dollar cappuccino. It brings you so much happiness, and not only does it bring you happiness, but it actually gives you a moment of play. It actually it actually is fun for you to drive there, for you to go pick it up, for you to sit in your car, take that first sip. That's fun to you. So not only is it fun, but it's it's aiding to your happiness. And because of that, it's helping you enjoy the journey. If that's the case, there is zero reason to cut out that five, six, seven dollar latte to to get to your next level or, or whatever, whatever the goal is. There is it, it makes no sense. It doesn't. Okay. And here's the thing. <laughs> People tell us that you got to choose, right? You, you, you got to choose now or then. Are you going to enjoy your life now and, and live out your, your life now? Or are you going to sacrifice the now so that you can have everything you want in 10 years? I'm sure you've heard this. You've heard these, these arbitrary scenarios thrown out where people say, you know, if, if I told you 10 years from now, you'd have $10 million dollars. Uh, but today you had to you had to eat ramen every day for the next 10 years. Would you do it? My answer to that every single time, no. Absolutely not. And it's not because $10 million isn't enough or $10 million isn't worth it. It's because my health is not worth it. It's because why would you sacrifice 10 years of health and nutrition when your body could literally break down halfway to that 10-year mark because it's not getting the nutrition it wants. That whole idea and those scenarios that people throw out are ridiculous for this reason. If you expect to get to your next level of wealth or riches or relationships or whatever by sacrificing your health, right? This is just one example of many. That is such a backwards way of thinking. Here's what we can do instead. We can do both. We can live for the now. In fact, you need to. You need to practice living for the now and for your future. You do not have to choose. It's time to choose a different narrative. It's time to choose a new narrative. It's both. It's not this or that. It's both. Okay, say it with me. I don't need to sacrifice now for my life in 10 years. And I don't need to live out my life now and then never get what I want in 10 years. It's and. I'm going to do both. I'm going to love my life and enjoy my life and let myself live my life now and do what makes me happy on my day-to-day now. And I'm going to get everything I want in the next 10 years. Right? Or even taking it a step further, let's not even put a time frame on it. Let's just say I'm going to enjoy my life now and I'm going to get everything I want in the future. This is so important if you want to truly start enjoying the journey and being happy on your way to where you want to be next. Do not deprive yourself of the small joys in your life, whether it's that Starbucks or that weekly night out at that expensive restaurant that you just love going to because it's it's an experience that lifts your, your soul and makes you feel 
more luxurious or it, it helps you feel like your next level self or whatever. Don't deprive yourself of those things that are actually enabling you to get where you want to be even faster. So take notice right now. I want you to ask yourself and be honest, am I depriving myself of small things that I actually could allow myself to do or have because somebody told me along the way that I had to in order to get where I want to go? Be honest with yourself. And whatever comes up, I want you to look at and I want you to decide, is this how I'm going to keep going? Or am I going to change something now? Am I going to live for the now and for my future? And here's a little bonus. Here's a little bonus hack. Okay. This is, this is like my, this is like my ritual. This is like how I, this is what I do every single day. I do it so subconsciously now that I almost forget I do it. But every time I share this with somebody, it's like, it's, it's just so helpful. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this with you. I'm gonna give this to you. Here's how I do this personally, how I practice living in the now. I practice living for the now, for the moment, for today, and for my future. And, and before I give you this, I wanna say as well, you know that saying YOLO, right? You only live once. A lot of people <laughs> have taken that, that advice. And also some people would listen to this advice that I'm saying here and take it and go, all right, well, uh, if I want to live for my now, that means I'm just going to go and, you know, blow, start blowing through my money and I'm going to start <laughs> acting crazy and do the things that, that I haven't done yet. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. That's, that's not what we're saying. Here's what I mean. And I'm going to give you this, this tool, this, this way of being that I am and that I do every day. I practice asking myself this question when I have a decision to make, okay? So I have a decision, if I have a decision to make, I ask myself, would I regret not doing this tomorrow? Would I regret not doing this tomorrow? Or would I regret not doing this? Would I regret not creating this? Would I regret not following through this? Would I regret holding off on this? Would I regret waiting on this? Would I regret canceling this? Would I regret quitting this? Would I regret... You can fill that in however makes sense to you or feels good to you. But that's how I make decisions on a day-to-day basis, which you and I both make hundreds, if not thousands of decisions every single day, whether you realize it or not. That's how I go to bed at night I, my, my head hits the pillow and I go to bed in a state of peace and I go to bed in a state of happiness because I have intentionally made decisions for today, for the day of now, for, for the moment that I'm in right now, that I have right now, and I have thought about my future self as well. I, I have a perfect example of this. I just made a huge decision. Uh, it was it wasn't that big, but it kind of was. It was it felt it felt big. I literally this morning <laughs> booked a flight for two weeks. Uh, it's it's in two weeks time. I'm flying overseas uh, home to the U.S. So from Australia here, where we live, to the U.S. to see my family, some of which I haven't seen in three years, some of them longer for reasons that were beyond my control, unfortunately, uh, the, the pandemic, as we all know. Uh, but I, I booked this flight 
and it's it's pretty much to go and do wedding dress shopping with my sister. <laughs> I'm flying 10,000 miles across the world to go wedding dress shopping with my sister. And to some people, that would sound insane and crazy and silly and maybe not smart. But to me, the moment, the moment that my finger clicked book, the moment that I clicked purchase those tickets, I felt so much happiness and I felt so excited to tell her and so excited to be doing it. But the only reason I I was able to feel that and not feel something else is because I asked myself before I made the decision, would I regret not being there? So what this feels like is I'm sitting there, right? I'm going to take you into this moment. I'm sitting there. I have my laptop open. I have the flights there, the flights that I would book. And I'm looking at it and, and they're a lot more expensive because I've waited, uh, until, you know, two weeks beforehand to book an international flight. So, you know, they've gotten expensive or they've, they've, the prices have gone up, right? Then I'm sitting there and I got the tickets up and, and, and I asked myself this and I go, okay, two months from now, when my sister has picked out her dress and she's sent me pictures and she has, you know, done the shopping trip and she's found her dream dress and she's on to planning the next thing. Would I regret not being there during and through that whole experience? And the immediate answer was yes. The answer was yes. And here's the other truth to this. Sometimes when you ask yourself this, the answer won't reveal itself right away. So for me personally, I I knew that this was a possibility. I knew that this was an option, that me going over there to do this was an option. I've known for about a month. I've known that she picked dates to go and, and, and do the dress shopping and she has appointments at boutiques and da, da, da. I've known But when I was asking myself this question, the answer wasn't coming through. It just wasn't. And as you'll come to know, you can't force things. You can't force, you can't force internal answers. Sometimes time really is the only thing that allows them to come through. And I know that. So I didn't freak out or get stressed or feel stressed when I couldn't figure out whether or not it was right. I just went on my days. I kept on living my life and I just trusted and knew that one day, one morning, I would ask myself the question, the same question and the right answer would come through. And today was that day. I was actually doing the dishes. I was standing in the kitchen and subconsciously that question came up again. I was looking at the the dates. I was looking at the calendar, realized that I was two weeks out. And I asked myself, I said, okay, two weeks or two, two months, two months away, two months out from now, from this moment, would I regret having not gone. And immediately the answer came through and it was yes. And I got out my computer, I got those tickets up and I booked them. And I am so happy and I'm so freaking excited. That's an example of how you can do this. And what that allows you to do is live for your now and enjoy your life now because we here's the truth we don't know what a year from now looks like we don't know what 10 years might bring we don't know what 20 years might bring we don't know there are parts in our life that that for me personally it's really hard sometimes to accept this because i'm such a big advocate for designing your life exactly as you want and you know intentional living and creating a reality i'm 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 such a strong believer in those things 
And I know that there are aspects and parts that I can't control. And so because I know that, and because I know I am in control of a lot, I'm able to live for the now and for my future self. I'm able to create a future experience free of regrets. And that's another, that's a belief that I've, I've held for so long. I've never believed that we have to have regrets in life. And I know, I know that's a very different way of thinking, but I have never thought that regrets are required in life. I think regrets can be prevented very easily by asking yourself this question. Every time you have a, a decision to make big or small, ask yourself this, would I regret doing X? Would I regret not doing X? And watch how you create this life where in 40, you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now, 20, even 10, five, uh, this, this could be a week later, right? You're continuously going to create this life where you don't have regrets. So when people around you are like, oh, I regret this, I regret not doing this, I regret da, da, da. When people say those things, it's usually coming from a place of they didn't ever stop and ask themselves what they actually wanted. They didn't really stop along the way often and ask themselves if they would regret doing the thing or not doing the thing. They didn't ask themselves. So we're doing this differently here. You're doing, you're going to do your life differently. The rest of your life, you're going to do differently. You're going to ask yourself this question and you're going to watch you create this beautiful life free of regrets. And you're going to be able to say, yeah, I did that. That wasn't by chance. I don't regret anything in my life because every decision I made was intentional for my current self and for my future self. I'm so passionate about this one, which is why this is the the fourth and final step to this process, this process of enjoying the journey, how to enjoy the journey as a high achiever so that you can find real happiness on a day-to-day basis. You deserve it and it's much simpler than you think. It really, truly is. So I hope these four steps have given you the clarity to go and implement this and do this right now. I don't want you to wait. I don't want you to wait till next week. I don't want you to listen to this and go, yeah, wow, I'm inspired and I feel good. I want you to do this now. And if you want more support in becoming the next level version of you who is happy, who does achieve everything she sets out to, who does create the most incredible life that is fully free of regrets, then I will put my application down below for private coaching. I take on a very few uh, limited number of private clients, but if this episode has spoken to you, if you feel drawn to me, my energy, my perspectives, and if you are a high achiever who's ready to become the next level version of you, you're ready to stay in your power, you're ready to continuously get out of your own way, you're ready to remember who you are and you want support. You want somebody in your corner who gets you, who understands the life of a high achiever, who can hold you to your highest potential while also calling you out on all the places that you sell yourself short, then my private mentorship might be for you. I'll leave the application below. You can fill it out if you feel called. We can have a chat, see if it's a fit. And if it is, then I would love to work together. Otherwise, I will see you in the next episode of the Self-Made Milf podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.